2: Level Three.
3: This is portrait Jay I am I've right, got a couple more minutes uh, with with Kurt Sirius XM Channel One Five Nine Sports Grid Radio Networks. Rick Saratella will join us in Level Three. We'll talk more NFL football. We'll run the gauntlet. Get you caught up to date. What's going on in, in the league? A lot a lot of news actually. Some uh, interesting news as far as um, as far as some uh, some rookies are concerned. We've got the the mini camps coming up, or I should say, more OTAs. We already had some, but there's more uh, coming up. But uh, we'll get into Traylon Burks, uh, George, a little bit uh, later on. If you want to uh, tune in, um, a lot of people were high on this guy this year. A lot of people, oh, I think he could win. He is, huh? Yeah. Couldn't get through the first day of uh, OTAs the other day. He's got conditioning issues. Not a good sign.
4: No, it's not. Thanks, thanks, thanks for that. Game. Appreciate it
3: and stay tuned like <laughs> we, we get into his conditioning <laughs> like they're very concerned like basically like I don't know how the hell you're a first round draft pick and you show up out of shape uh you're
4: but he has you got since the draft that's why like yeah
3: yeah but like literally he couldn't get through like he's having problems breathing and like seriously like they're they're kind of you know they're kind of freaked out early but I don't know I don't want to over over-dramatize it. Uh, We're still this early, but concerns. Nevertheless, we'll get into a Rick Sartell. So, uh, yeah, overnight baseball. See, I think the Red Sox are going to make the playoffs. I put the bet in. I don't think the White Sox are making the playoffs either. I don't think the White Sox, so basically they would have to uh, win a division. And it's crazy to me that... um, they're still favorites to win the division. I don't know what people see in this team. It's not happening. Like, it's not happening this year. I think they're, they're closer to revolting and falling apart than they are turning things around, in my opinion, with the White Sox, George.
4: I think what people see is that uh, there's no great team here and that they'll get Lance Lynn back. They'll get uh, Jimenez back. Both go. Lynn, Lynn probably next week. Jimenez should be back by the weekend. Maybe they can take off from there. As you said, though, I don't, think, I don't know if I care. Giolito has been far from great. Right? This team can't stay healthy. Tim Anderson's on the I.O. I don't think it matters. Bottom line is, I don't think it matters. Minnesota or Chicago, they're both blah teams. Neither one's special.
3: I think Minnesota's better than uh, Chicago. But listen, I like Minnesota coming into the year. Nobody, oh, no, no, not Minnesota. And uh, here they are right now. They're going to win the division. Even now at plus 145. It's, uh, it's a decent number, but you're better off just betting the White Sox not to make the playoffs at plus 165, because if they don't, Minnesota will be the ones uh, in their way. Uh, so, overnight baseball, uh, we got some we got a doubleheader with Texas and Cleveland uh, tomorrow. Not exactly the most exciting game, but I bring it up. Uh, nevertheless, Philadelphia and Milwaukee, we'll see if Philadelphia can keep this rolling with the new manager uh, right now in uh, Milwaukee. Dodgers and White Sox. Speaking of the White Sox, Perfect time for my Dodgers to beat these guys down. The late night anger management class, it's level three. This is Rage. I am Renzi. Countdown of the NBA Finals continues. They'll be back on Wednesday night. The Colorado Avalanche punched their ticket into the Stanley Cup Finals tonight. Crazy game, wild game. Edmonton had their opportunities. Colorado were just a better team. And um, we're, we're, whoever they play, the Tampa Bay Lightning or the New York Rangers in the Stanley Cup finals, it's going to be off the hook. Rick Cerritella is going to join us from the NFL Drop Bible, SI.com in a couple of moments. George Kurtz uh, here. So, uh, George, overnight picks, hockey tomorrow. I do believe, and I got in on an in game total tonight. I took over five and a half in the hockey game tonight, and I parlayed it with the Lightning tomorrow to plus money. So, I've already got. The lightning in my back pocket tomorrow. Who are you taking in the hockey game, and what are your overnight baseball opinions?
4: Yeah, you got me feeling a little better about the lightning tomorrow. I have the lightning and the under tomorrow, uh, so that's what I'm going with. I think it'll even up that series there, low scoring game. I'm going to start with the afternoon baseball game tomorrow. Uh, I, I do want to make sure that Gray and Quantrill are pitching that game. They don't uh, screw up my rotation here. I'm going to go with the under. That's where I want to go there. I don't think there'll be many runs scored in that game. So I'm going to take the under there. And I got a couple of parlays. Miami, uh, I uh, Miami, Ever Cabrera. Washington, they're terrible, and Adonis pitching, and he's even worse. But I can't go Miami straight up. So give me a parlay along with them along with the Atlanta Braves and have a Toronto-Houston parlay as well. I am likely to have a Dodgers and Red Sox parlay, but I, uh, right now they don't have the Boston game up there for whatever, I guess because it just ended. They don't have it up there yet, so well, we'll see what the spread is on that. But I'll probably have a whole bunch of parlays going tomorrow. Well, I'll
3: tell you what, right now, I don't think you need a parlay as far as the Dodgers are concerned. It's very rare you're going to see the Dodgers in this price range. They got I'm Mitch worried. White on the hill against right, uh, Kopich. Uh, Kopich minus... is,
4: okay. is a solid pitcher.
3: Yeah, so what? worries me a little bit. You worry too much. Um, minus 124, are you kidding me? That's why you're losing your hair.
4: <laughs> losing. You know, I guess I am
3: just losing, right? I guess I'm Well, I'm I'm completely bald, but that's just because I'm cool. Right? Like uh, you yeah, you're you you worry too much. <laughs> too... But come on, George, you get the Dodgers at minus one twenty four?
4: You're right, you're not gonna get a better price than that. <laughs> you're never gonna get a better price. It's pretty than... low. The co peg is not cheap. Alright, you convince me into it. I won't wait. I won't wait the book. I'll put it in right now for
3: you. He's not Nolan Ryan. I promise you the Dodgers won't be minus 124 tomorrow. Rick Saratella next. Thanks, George. Be good, everybody. Bring it.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: The late night anger match will cross continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Merenzi. We're throwing it down on Sirius XM channel 159, a mightier 1090 ESPN radio, to 50,000 watt juggernaut up and down the coast. Let's get biblical. Less than 100 days to NFL kickoff. Rick Saratella, NFL drop, BibleSI.com steps up and in. There's a lot of stuff to get to, uh, Rick, including uh, Deshaun Watson as Deshaun Watson was cleared by the grand jury a couple of weeks ago. But the civil suits and the accusations continue uh, to come in right now. And I always thought it was interesting that Goodell has been extremely patient uh, with his discipline. And I think he's just waiting to see how this plays out and waiting to see what else happens uh, right now. And Rusty Harden. Came out and said the other day that, uh, you know what? Happy endings aren't even illegal. And it's not illegal to make somebody feel uncomfortable. Uh, More disturbing allegations um, directed at Deshaun Watson right now. And I'll tell you what, Rick. The sports books, FanDuel, and others have actually pulled the Cleveland Browns from all
2: future plays right now. But I'll tell you this. There's going to be a suspension at some point, Gabe, when it comes that's the interesting thing. I think the real conversation to be had here on Park Avenue is, you know, what if we just keep Deshaun Watson in purgatory here because Cleveland structured it in a way where they gave the NFL the middle finger salute and said, Hey, you know what? We'll pay him one million in year one just in case he gets suspended. Well, what if the ultimate payback here was let Deshaun Watson go to trial. Let him deal with all his lawsuits as he's trying to play as a member of the Cleveland Browns, and maybe, uh, maybe we'll suspend Deshaun Watson next year. So I think that's in play as well. But I could understand Vegas taking it down because I don't think anybody really knows. Uh, the NFL is on the record saying they're gathering the final evidence. Well, there's a lot here to dissect and Godell could state a case that, Hey, maybe we won't make an announcement till next year. And that might be the ultimate middle finger salute back to Cleveland.
3: Rick Saratella with us. Well, they went, that's what they did last year, essentially with Houston and Houston decided not to play him. He didn't want to play uh, for Houston, but listen, Cleveland made their, they, they made their bet. They need to deal with this uh, right now. They didn't handle this very well um, as far as Baker Mayfield is concerned because it's not like Baker is going to help them out in this situation uh, right now so I don't think there's any sympathy and as you stated the fact that they guaranteed the contract upset the National Football League and it also upset a lot of other owners as well I mean, they're not down with guaranteed contracts. And then on top of that, you just guaranteed a contract to a dude that's coming off of multiple uh, sexual, um, you know, sexual lawsuits. Not a good look right now. And the season hasn't even started yet. So as you stated, this is only going to get worse for the Cleveland Browns.
2: Well, yeah, and I think there's a lot of trickle-down effects of what you just said, one being a whole other topic, but Russell Wilson now wants five years, $250 million. So what does that look like? And, you know, what is the future market of guaranteed money for guys like Lamar Jackson and, and some of these guys that have contracts coming up in free agency? Now they're going to expect a ton of guaranteed money up front. So that really did tick off a lot of owners. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, you know, <laughs> You mentioned Baker Mayfield, if, if he was a business person, really Cleveland might be his best option if Deshaun Watson did get suspended because he would be the guaranteed starter. He could go ball out for one year and then go earn himself 30 to 50 million a year if he was smart about it. But he's just such a, a sensitive, soft individual that I don't think his uh, feelings could be. There are good. not
3: many. There are not many, though, that at this point that would play for that organization. Like, take Baker's personality out of it and, and everything else in between. I mean, they they basically have slandered him publicly, right? It's one thing to just say, listen, we love you, but we're bringing in a guy to compete with you. That's one thing. It's another thing to bring in a guy that had 22 lawsuits and more coming right now, nearly actually had to go to court criminally uh, for all of this, and then publicly basically say, well, we wanted an adult as our quarterback, um, like, I, I don't know how many people would go back to this right now.
2: Well, I mean, Listen, they own the yeah. money. They own well, the money. I mean, yeah, but he's got to he's got to buckle up, put his big boy pants on and st- say, hey, do I want to go compete with Drew Locke or Sam Darnold? Or do I want to be the clear cut starter and go get paid? That's up to him. And if he wants to put his feelings on, you know, on the, on the front burner because his feelings got hurt, I mean, it's a bottom line business. Who cares what people are saying? Who cares what people think? Go out and perform show us otherwise, right? No, I get it. I get it. But I think he'll, he'll have an opportunity.
3: I think he will. I think he's going to have an opportunity to play elsewhere.
2: There's not a lot. There's not a lot of them.
3: It, it'll happen. It's basically, you know, it's, it's not his skill, Rick. It's the contract,
2: right? I mean, why would anybody let Cleveland off the hook? It's Cleveland's problem. But if he right? was good, there would be a team that would be willing to pay the contract and trade for him. So he's really not that good.
3: Yeah. But in the sense of he's also a free agent as well. Right. So you've, it's, it's, you know, it's complicated.
2: Yeah, no, it is, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, yeah,
3: it's, it's complicated and you know, it's not his skill set per se. It's the situation um, that he's in. And I'm not saying there's teams lining up for him. Listen, I'm not the president of the Baker Mayfield fan club. Uh, but at the same point in time, there's no way in hell I would play for the Cleveland Browns at this point in time. You well, can't they, play. Might,
2: they might need each other because I could count on one hand how Yeah, but
3: Stefanski teams. wouldn't want him, like
2: either. Well, you know what I mean? Well, what's the alternative? I, I think I can Chico count it Jacoby my... Percent. They're gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> yeah.
3: And that's 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 why. That's why listen, I always I said this before when there were when 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 the numbers were up. Uh, for Cleveland, man, you just got to sort of blindly bet the under. He's going to get suspended, right? There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're not just going to say, oh, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. He's brought a lot of embarrassment to the National Football League. They don't care about criminality. Uh, We've seen this time and time again. I don't think anybody as far as the NFL needs an explanation as far as need to be criminally charged uh, to be suspended. But I'm starting to believe that this just gets longer and longer now. Like, is is it a full season? It wouldn't shock me at this point. I think, you know, I think we're looking at minimum eight games uh, right now, and, and this dude hasn't played forever. Um, so it's a competitive division as it is. I would just sort of erase the Cleveland Browns from the conversation this year, though, Rick. That's I guess what I'm getting at here right now. And the sports books did as well. They don't exist, Rick. They're gone.
2: Poof. Like the Magic dragon.
3: Not that they've ever really had much of an impact on anything anyways.
2: Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> not, that, not, not that they've really had much, much of an impact uh, anyways. Um, and like I said, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I can't argue your point. I mean, that's what people always say about Baker. Listen, if he was so good, how come teams aren't, aren't, um, aren't lining up to sign him? If you think about, like, listen, he thought Indianapolis would be a good fit. But I think you would agree. I would rather have Matt Ryan if I was Absolutely. Frank Reich. Yeah. Absolutely. Borderline yeah,
2: Borderline Hall of Famer, yeah, sign me up.
3: Yeah, so especially his personality. And another thing is if I'm yeah. Baker, you can't take it fully personal. Frank Reich doesn't like younger quarterbacks. He it's proven that he he prefers to deal with a veteran quarterback. The one would be Washington. Would you rather have Baker Mayfield as your quarterback or Carson
2: Wentz? Because I'd rather have Baker than Carson. Well, I mean, how do you rid yourself of the contract, though, right? Like, how do you rid yourself of Wentz? You, 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 just, you just got him, right? So no, I,
3: no, I'm not saying I'm not yeah. saying that. No, I, yeah, I'm I mean, saying hypothetically, say the case, I would think that Baker is better well, than Wentz.
2: I, I would say if I had to win one game, give me Carson Wentz. If I had to play a whole season, give me Baker Mayfield.
3: <laughs> I don't know what that means that an, I'm not sure what
2: they kind of endorsing. I mean Carson Wentz can't stay healthy and he might his upside of a one game performance might be higher than a Baker Mayfield but you know at least Baker Mayfield can play 17 Carson Wentz you know
3: Baker will come. Yeah, it's true. But Baker will complain about it and pat himself on the back for being a hero about right. it every week. Right. And like, there, there, there are issues. There are, there are issues uh, there. I guess you know we'll wrap up this segment by stating: the more things change, the more they stay the same. Cleveland is a mess. The late night anger management class continues. Bring it. This is Sports Race. We're getting biblical, talking NFL football with Rick uh, Saratella. So, uh, Rick, a player that you and I talked a lot about uh, was uh, was Traylon Burks Burke's uh, coming out of Arkansas uh, when we broke down uh, the draft. What's going on here? What's what's the deal with the conditioning and uh, him him having a hard time keeping up already? There's talk of it in in uh, inhaler uh, as well. So, I don't know. Is it a is it a medical uh, condition? He said they're going to keep that in house. Uh, what's going on uh, right now? Because I got to tell you, a lot of people liked him. Actually, a lot of people that I talked to were talking about uh, him being uh, the uh, the offensive rookie of the year. Actually, more than one, like multiple people. Actually, a lot of fantasy guys and other people said, you know what, Traylon Burks is in the best position to succeed early. What's going on with Traylon? What are you hearing about uh, his conditioning concerns?
2: No, and I get it from a fantasy perspective. He can do a lot of different things. He's like a jackknife. He can line up inside. He can line up outside. He takes the end arounds. He works the bubble screen. So very good collegiate uh, football player. But then you hear, you know, some red flags leading up to the draft about his conditioning. Maybe his private workouts weren't really up to snuff or up to par with teams wanted to see. And, hey, you only get so many of those 30 visits. So he wasn't in there with every team one-on-one, but the teams that did meet with him were unimpressed. And, you know, I think when you take a look at some of the comments made, to the media saying, hey, you know, I'm not really where I want to be, uh, especially in the conditioning aspect at this point. Like, when you have a top pick come into rookie camp out of shape, that's a concern. Like, you're replacing A.J. You
3: Brown. You have an opportunity, like you said, right. everybody in the football world, all these experts are putting their neck out there and saying that they think you're the guy, and I, you know, he couldn't get through the first day of rookie minicamp. Like, yeah, he's and- basically been laboring through all the drills and having a hard time keeping up, literally and fritively. and you and I talked about it during the combine less than impressive okay pro day sort of salvage stuff and then went a little bit higher tennessee tennessee took a leap of faith a little bit he went higher than some people thought he was gonna go i thought he was more of a late uh first round pick he ends up going 18th overall as you stated there has to be some early concerns here i know we, i don't want to overreact and be that guy and oh my god we're talking about a rookie ota here but how the hell i mean i like you and I talk about, bro. Like, remember last year, Zach Wilson said, Hey, look good. He said, Yeah, you're supposed, supposed to look good in a t shirt and shorts. Right.
2: He couldn't get through the day in t shirt and shorts, bro. No, all the warning signs were there leading up to the draft. And now you have some concrete evidence proofs. And I hate to say it, I got these kind of vibes even before I saw the comments. But. I'm starting to get Laquan Treadwell vibes. Like really good collegiate player, a mismatch at the college level. Just doesn't have the speed or separation skills at the next level. And then you factor in the the conditioning issues. Not looking good for Mister Traylon Burks.
3: It's still early. I'm. I i do not want to. Uh, I don't. I don't want to overreact because he is a playmaker once he gets the football in his hands. And I think he might be one of these guys as well. That sort of. He's more of a of a game player. Right, then than a practice guy that he'll make plays for you, but you're not gonna like what you see a lot of times otherwise. But yeah, it's just yeah, not not the best start. Like it's not, I mean, not the expectations
2: you know. are you're supposed to fill the AJ Brown shoes. So we'll see if he can fit the bill.
3: Well, you gotta be able to get through the first day of rookie <laughs> mini camp. Like, like that's quite frankly embarrassing. Like you know, let's just let's just call it out for what it is. And for the record, I'll put my hand up and I will admit that I was I thought Treadwell was gonna be good. Coming out of college. I like Treadwell. I, I thought Treadwell was going to be good. But like I said, from now on, I only draft wide receivers from LSU. That's my deal. <laughs> so yeah. I'm only Not taking a bad guys. Deal. Not a bad deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just figure out who's the best kid at LSU. Take them. I'll take uh, the corners, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and and Justin Jefferson, of course, uh, former LSU uh, Tiger. Mm-hmm. You know, Dominant football player. It's funny because people talk about Jamar Chase so much. But a lot of this is who you're with and what team you're on, right, and the situation uh, that you're in. And, you know, Jefferson, I thought he was respectful of of the former coaching staff, but at the same point in time, basically saying that the offense was antiquated. He said, we had an old style offense last year. Um, Jefferson tells USA Today, it's 2022. Uh, you get into a new age and move into a new generation, <laughs> adding new things to the offense will allow us to be more comfortable with the offense and work uh, in different areas of the field. Um like i said you know respectful but at the same point in time yeah yeah we're not playing dinosaur football anymore because honestly if you think about it and i don't ask you are the vikings a sleeper their win total is eight and a half they they have accumulated some talent uh, right now and i was a zimmer fan but let's be real he had hit a wall for the last couple of years and he was just too old school what about the vikings coming into this year right now you're buying in with the new coach
2: Oh, I mean, if you're if you're saying that they're a playoff contender, sure, I might buy that. I mean, if you're telling me yes, that, that's what I'm saying. Not Super so yeah, Bowl contender.
3: Yeah. Are they a playoff team? And of course, they bring in Kevin O'Connell. Uh, you know, he's been he's been a quarterback. He's been around some smart guys with the yeah, very Patriots. Well respected. Yeah, Rams Rams you,
2: offensive coordinator. You've got one of the top running backs in the game too. And say what you want about Zim, I still like his defensive philosophy. And so. Here's the deal. I mean, when your quarterback is Kirk Cousins, you, you tend to get a little bit tongue twisted because you know you don't want to point.
3: No, out I understand him. that as well, right? <laughs> yeah. You don't want to throw it 55 times. I tell Jefferson, I listen. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, so, are quarterback, kid.
2: Yeah, you right. Can't so, throw it 52 times a game, and that's the thing, dude. Like, at the end of the day, I look at the back of the football card, and the and, and the stats look nice and all, but then I watch Kirk Cousins play, and he's just not the guy. To get the job done i mean i don't know i don't see him i see him as the definition of mediocre and i know his his stats get padded in this modern day nfl even with the antiquated offense and sure they're going to open up things they have no other choice that's the the way of the world that we live in but at the end of the day when you've got the green bay packers are going to win that division the Lions are going to be more competitive. They're not really going to be chomping at the bit there. So can the Vikings compete for a wild card? Absolutely. But I, I don't see this team winning an actual playoff game as long as Kirk Cousins is still the signal caller. I think
3: I, you know, I can agree with a lot of what you said. If you look at the NFC, it's not very deep, right? There's a couple of teams at the top. And, and then after that, it's very manageable. I look at the Saints. I, you know, I look at the Saints and the Vikings. I have the Saints a little – I I think the Saints are better than the Vikings, but I think the Saints are another team uh, that are in a mix, uh, you know, the same type of deal, you know, playoff-caliber football team. Um, as it is right now, and I haven't made my official pick, but as it is right now, I am thinking um, – and I threw it out there. I've thrown it out there a couple of times. And I don't even fully buy into Tampa, but it's just the fact that the – that the, the NFC isn't very good, and there's only a few good teams, so it's right. going to come down to just a couple of playoff games. Uh, but I don't know, it's more of a Bills fan thing, I think, that I just sort of have a feeling that somehow we're going to have to beat Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl. Well, Josh can, Allen Josh yeah. Allen versus Tom Brady, Glendale, Arizona, yeah. Yeah, Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, well, you can never rule out Brady, that's for sure. Uh, the Saints, I mean, they've kind of had the Bucks cue card here. They have, uh, they're not here. intimidated by that right. team. So I understand that logic. But I think and I Dennis
3: guess, Allen will do a good job there, Rick. I think he'll be fine. You see J- James Winston's in the best shape of his life as well. He doesn't even look
2: like the same person. I love me some James Winston workout tapes, no doubt about it. Very I mean, entertaining. These, these are these are better than Richard Simmons back in the day. Are you kidding me? But I will say, you know, the back to your Vikings point like, yeah, can can they, if if they, they should they should beat the Bears, they should beat the Lions, and if you can split with the Packers, well, yeah, they'll be right in the mix for the playoffs there.
3: So the updated offensive rookie of the year odds right now with FanDuel: Kenny Pickett is five to one, Drake London is seven to one, Burks is sitting at seven to one. He's still the third choice uh, right now. London's gonna have an opportunity to put some numbers up, but I don't think he's gonna win uh, rookie of the year. You got Brees Hall at eight to one. Um, so uh, Christian Watson. Are you going to go on record uh, you know is he going to have a big year as a rookie, average year, disappointing year? What's what's your gauge of Christian Watson and um and the Green Bay Packers?
2: Uh, it's going to be a streaky year. So there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, there's going to be weeks where Christian Watson makes a lot of noise, there's going to be weeks where Christian Watson is invisible. And I think, you know, he's got a lot of great straight line speed. I'm not sure he's the most polished route runner. I don't know if he can create separation in the underneath and short game, but he is a weapon that Aaron Rodgers can utilize and having straight line speed in that offense. It can be somewhat of an asset. I mean, Marquez uh, Valdez Scantling is a speedster and he's making a living. I think he has an undrafted free agent, a pretty good one too. So I do think that Watson's going to have his moments. I don't know if you're going to see this huge impact where he's in the running for rookie of the year, but Aaron Rodgers does like to spray the ball around. A lot will come down to whether he picks up the offense and he knows where to be because Rodgers is going to throw the ball to who he trusts. And if he can pick up the offense and trust earn that trust from Aaron Rodgers, he's going to see his fair share of targets. I'm going to say this, 43 catches, 700 yards, and six touchdowns.
3: Rick Saratella. Uh, with uh, So, Rick, before we get you out of here, we talked about Kenny Pickett being 5-1 to one, uh, right now to be Offensive uh, Rookie of the Year. He's going to have to earn uh, his spot. He starts off uh, third on the depth chart uh, behind, interesting, Mitch Trubisky 1, Mason Rudolph 2, Kenny Pickett 3. Doesn't mean he's not going to get his opportunity, but I think this is a legitimate legitimate uh, battle here. Kenny Pickett 5-1 to one to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, we got about uh, a minute or so here, so I'll ask you, Do you believe that Kenny Pickett's going to be the starting quarterback in week one? And if not in week one how far into the season within the first four or five weeks type thing, six weeks, or right. what do you think this, how do you think this plays out?
2: I will say, come back to me in late August and ask me this question again. But as of today, I think Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the better suited quarterback to start week one, Mike Tomlin, a veteran coach. He's not handing over the job. You've got to earn it. There's a reason why he hasn't had a losing record in 14 seasons. So I like what he's doing here at the end of the day. I think Pickett will eventually become the starter. Maybe during that bye week I don't know where that falls for the Steelers. And I'll tell you this, Mason Rudolph might not be on that roster because don't forget about my guy Chris Oladukin out of South Dakota State, who we had over at the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. I think he actually beats out Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett will eventually be the starter. But as of today, it is Mitchell Trubisky.
3: Yeah, I'm a, I think Trubisky's gonna be good. Uh, you know, I think I think Trubisky could win uh can can win football games uh for them. For the record, their bye does not come until week nine. Um the um
2: at that point, you know if you're
3: a winning football program. Yeah, exactly. It kind of plays itself out. You're exactly right. You know what you are, what your record says you are yep. at that point. Rick, always a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to be with us.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: You'll
3: just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water? I know I hit it into the water. But well, why do they even have water if you're not
0: supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Fuck, ah! you went further
3: than your ball! Like that anger management class, this is portrait. I am Gable Marazzi. Thanks to Rick Saratella for joining us on the program. Always good uh, with Rick. A lot of stuff to unpack there. And I tell you what, I think George Kurt said it, and then Rick Saratella said it. I think they're on to something as far as the NFL. Just to get in, I don't want to move on from this, but just as far as um, Deshaun Watson's contract is concerned, Cleveland thought they were clever by paying them a million dollars this year. Now, they guaranteed them $230 million, which is unheard of in the NFL. Right, so, um, so the Browns' ownership upset a bunch of other owners uh, by doing this, obviously, and they thought they were being slick by paying Deshaun a million this year. So if he gets suspended a bunch of you know, a bunch of games, that he wouldn't really lose all that much money, and it wouldn't cost them money against the cap and all that this year. So I think the NFL, like I, you know, I don't know i really think that in hindsight it's that's a topic that hasn't been discussed enough that the nfl and roger Goodell's not going to appreciate that and they could just double down and just sort of i think saratella could be on to something sort of leave it in purgatory keep it going and then nail them or just do the indefinite thing and say you're suspended indefinitely until we have more information right there's there's a lot of ways you can go and i don't think any of them are kind of good right now Um, You know, I don't think the only people... I don't think the only thing this is good for are lawyers, essentially. And and it's not good for the NFL because they don't need this. And hell, we don't need it. I'd rather just talk about football. So, speaking of which, um, I do like the Minnesota Vikings. And I am going to play the Vikings at over 8.5. I do buy in. Listen, Kirk Cousins isn't great, but who is in, in the NFL as far as quarterbacks are concerned? I think Kirk Cousins... With 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 a quarterback uh, coach with a, with a coach who's been a quarterback, um, it'll be a different different environment. I think there'll be more confidence in them, and I've got enough confidence. I don't think Kirk Cousins is winning the Super Bowl, but I've got enough confidence in Kirk Cousins to get me nine wins. If you look at the Minnesota Vikings schedule, it's very it's it's very manageable. Uh, they're a loaded team offensively. They've just you know what I mean, and haven't been used properly. And I like Zimmer, but let's just be real. Zimmer's one of these old school dudes. He was starting to lose touch. All you need to know is Jefferson's comments here. Right? And you know, I thought he was pretty I thought he was pretty respectful, but uh, we had an old style offense last year. Jefferson tells USA today. You get into a new age and move into a new generation, adding new things to the offense allows us to be more comfortable with the offense and work in different area of the field. Um, you know what's he saying here? Basically, like he couldn't really be any more clear as far as throwing the previous offense under the bus, right? You got you got the former Rams offensive coordinator coming in here. O'Connell was a quarterback. He's been around the league for a long time. I think you know, dude. If you look at the talent that this team has on offense, right? Jefferson's one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League. Adam Thielen is a very solid, reliable wide receiver. Um I'm a big Irv Smith fan. Their tight end is one of the better tight ends that people don't know about or talk about. This guy can ball. Um Osborne's good. And I can you know I can you know we we listen, Dalvin Cook's only since you know can he can Dalvin stay healthy all the time? That's always the concern with Dalvin Cook is his health. But I don't really have a problem with Cousins to win. You know, it's different winning a Super Bowl and betting a season win total. And thing with the um The thing with the Minnesota Vikings is, and I like the Detroit Lions. I think the Lions are an interesting team. I think the Lions are going in the right direction. And, look, the Lions were one of the best teams against the spread last year in the National Football League. But, without being stated, the Lions are still a couple of years away here. And the Chicago Bears are a complete train wreck. All right? Like, the Bears might be worse than the Lions. Like, the Bears are bad, bad. The Bears have, like, serious, like, flaws and issues here, and they don't seem to care. So, the Bears are bad. The Lions are rebuilding. And so, if you're the Vikings, you got to deal with the Packers. Um, that's, the you know, it's a rivalry still. Yeah, the Packers are better, but it's not like they can't split. It's not impossible that the Vikings can beat them one of the two times. And the Minnesota Vikings play against the um, the NFC East, and, yeah, you know what? The Philadelphia Eagles are good. I uh, You know, to me, the Eagles and the Vikings are, the, you know what I mean? The Vikings, the Eagles, the Saints, they're all sort of in the same, that same tier two, battling it out for the wild card spots. But, you know, like if you look at the New York Giants, right? I think the Giants are another team. I like the coaching staff. I like the hire. But they're in rebuild mode. All right? Like Washington – it's Washington, right? So, you know, you get, you get to play Detroit place, twice. You're playing Chicago twice. You're playing the NFC East. You can win some football games if you're Minnesota. As I stated, I'm not asking them to win 12 games. I'm not the you other know, 17 games. Essentially, they need to have a winning record. They need to go 9-8 and 8 or better for me to win this bet. Nine, nine, nine or eight are better. Like I said, the fact that they get the Lions twice, the fact that they get the Bears twice, the fact that they play the Giants, that play the uh, whatever the hell they're called in Washington now. Uh, and then they get the, the, Eagles and, uh, the Eagles and Cowboys. And it's not like, listen, it's not like, the dude, that game is in Minnesota. So it's not like they can't win that game. That's in week 11 against Dallas. That's not a, like an impossible game to win. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles is going to be a tricky one for them. That's uh, week two, Monday Night Football. Remember, they have that double header on Monday Night Football in week two. So, uh, yeah, F- F- Philadelphia Eagles. What's the other one? The Tennessee Titans at the Bills. Um, the Vikings open up with the Packers in Minnesota, and then they go to Philadelphia the following Monday night. Basically, they're going to need to split. That they're gonna to have to find a way of splitting that, and I think they're capable of that. And then they get the Detroit Lions. Like if you look at if you look at their schedule, and I don't like playing this. Like, well, they'll win this game and that game because you don't know. Injuries happen, things change along the way, etc. But you can sort of get a feel for it. And as I stated, between the Packers game, hosting the Packers, and going to the Eagles, I think they can get a split there. Then they they play they host the Lions they can win that game so it'll be two and one they go to New Orleans they lose they're two and two they host Chicago they're three and two go to Miami lose uh, three and three they host Arizona I would give them that win at four and three and then they go to Washington the next week so whatever let's call it a split at four and four um, they'll lose against Buffalo at Buffalo. But as, as the season goes on, it, you know, like, where the Minnesota Vikings, especially for the win total, it's very favorable. Like, uh, the month of December, they get the New York Jets in Minnesota. Then they go to the Detroit Lions. They host the Indianapolis Colts. They host the New York Giants. They go to the Green Bay Packers, and then they finish with the Chicago Bears. This team is going to win, like, ten of these games. I think I think I think this Viking team wins like uh, ten of these games. I'm fired up. We're less than a hundred days away, uh, right now for the start of the NFL season, and it's, it's time, man. It's already been time to start clicking these things, but you know you got to go through every team and absorb it. And listen, we've been we've been caught up right now in the NBA finals. We've been caught up uh, with the Stanley Cup finals. So why not enjoy the ride while it lasts? Everybody's all depressed coming on, oh you know, hockey's coming to an end and stuff. Nah, whatever. There's still a bunch of weeks left of it. And um like I said, before you know it, college football is gonna be here. Like it's you know, we're getting here now. It's not too early to start clicking, it's not too early to start really, uh starting to really, really uh break it down. But I always put my money where my mouth is. I wouldn't just talk about the Vikings for a couple of minutes without backing them up. Favorable schedule, explosive offense, Good enough defense in the division that they play in. Really, the, the Packers are the only legitimate offense they have to deal with. It's like, the Bears blow. Like, the Bears, like, you know, the Bears. I don't know if the Bears can beat Illinois this year. So, like, the you know, the Bears are bad, bad. The Lions are okay. You know, the Lions are bad, but they can sort of compete with you before they blow the game somehow. <laughs> right. So, like I said, man, to me, the Minnesota Vikings are in a very favorable spot. I don't you know, another thing is I don't think people realize sometimes the um the boost that a room can get from a from a coaching change, from a dynamic coaching change, from somebody that's old school like Zimmer, who like look at Zimmer. Like he ran you know Stefan Diggs out of town. Right? You know what I mean? Like he started ripping Diggs and like, you know, Zimmer, once they did that, it was kind of over for him. Right, like there's always been an uncomfortable sort of aura around him. I think people were just sort of uncomfortable. He was on the hot seat for a while. And I like Zimmer, but it's one of those deals. Same thing with New Orleans. Right? A lot of people are saying, Wow, Sean Payton's there, not there anymore. Listen, Sean Payton's one of the best coaches. I'm a big Sean Payton fan. I think he's an awesome coach. But I also he admitted it. He was burnt out. So you think if Sean Payton was burnt out, you think he just quit his job and retired? I know he'll be back one day, but uh, do you think that he just you know, said, you know what, I'm kind of burnt out from the last two months. I think I'm going to step down as head coach here. No. He's pretty clear that I'm kind of burnt out from the last couple of years, so I think I need a break. So if if a coach is like needs a break and stuff, then he's not your guy. Right? Like Dennis Allen's going to bring a new energy a new enthusiasm and stuff. You look at Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is actually suddenly happy again for whatever reason. I don't know. I think he's kind of a weirdo. You know, Thomas was always, you know, he wasn't fully happy with Drew Brees and Sean Payton, right? Like, he didn't have the best relationships with those guys. That. Drew Brees gets along with everybody And everybody loves Sean Payton that plays for him So it's just strange now Michael Thomas is all enthusiastic That James Winston's the quarterback And Allen's the coach And he's all happy That Jarvis Landry And they've got Chris Olave The Saints are another one I like that's what I love about season win totals, right? You don't have to bet like you know because only one team's going to win the Super Bowl but it doesn't mean you can't, you can't make money on, on teams you like. And the Saints are another team that I think are another team that are going to be better than people think they are. Dennis Allen is a damn good coach. Their defense is nasty. And same thing, their offense is loaded now, right? Like, so Camara might get suspended as well, but at least with Camara, whatever. what did Kamara do? Did he hit someone? Allegedly so what what's hitting someone worth four games, two games <laughs> at least, like he didn't uh at least he didn't he didn't um get his bodily fluids on anybody right so I think he's he's off to a head start here. Camara has a good track record. I wouldn't expect the book to be thrown at Kamara. so like I said I think the Saints are another dangerous team we will we'll, we'll begin our uh, complete uh nFL breakdowns. Um soon, whatever, the NBA finals going to be done, and uh, for next week, whatever happens, they are done pretty much next week, right? Not this week, but next week. Stanley Cup will go on for a couple of more weeks here, but hockey 's pretty quick, they play like every two days, unlike the NBA that needs six days off in between games. I'm surprised the NBA, the, the modern player, doesn't like want it like cricket. They play the first half, and then they take a day off and play the second half.
1: Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: For football less than 100 days. Let's do this thing. I'm telling you, people think, Oh, it's still little, it's still far away. Nah, it's really not. Just one last thing about the Vikings, too. I remember talking. We used to have Warren Sharp on the program weekly, and it's like years ago. And Zimmer was there forever, but his offense never changed. And thing, and I, you know, I, he's not the only one. Old school coaches do this, they have that mentality about run first, right? They don't really want to throw, so they want to run first. And also, if they don't fully trust their quarterback, they think, well, you know, let's run the ball first and and make it easier on the quarterback. They have good intentions, but it doesn't work in the modern era. You've got to throw on first down, then run after. And the Vikings... The Vikings were so predictable. I remember talking about this with Warren years ago, and I think he told me it was like 83% of the time. It was something like insanely high. And then once I knew it, I noticed, I was like, dear God, it's true. Like, they run they, under Zimmer's offenses all the time, and Zimmer was a defensive guy, but, like, he's still, you know, in charge. And they would always run on first down, and they would always put – and then you put Kirk Cousins in a situation where the other team knows he has to throw, which makes it harder on him. Right? I'm telling you, the Vikings' offense is going to be a hell of a lot better. And they were still pretty good, actually. They can still put points up before, even with the, the restraints. Take the over eight and a half, take the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow. Other than that, you're on your own. Later.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022